seated. If you have your Bibles, open them today to 2 Kings, the 6th chapter and the 8th verse. 2 Kings 6 and 8 is where I want to begin today. The Lord laid this thought upon my heart and I trust that he can bless it to your heart. I want to help the Lord expose what Satan is saying in his board meeting what Satan is saying. The Bible said then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel. There he was having his board meeting with his servants saying in such and such a place shall be my camp. And then here comes Elisha the prophet of God. The Bible said the man of God sent into the king of Israel saying, <clears throat> Beware that thou shalt pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, saved himself there, not once, not twice. So it must have been many times that God was working with Elisha to tell him what the king of Syria was doing. The Bible said, therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, will you not shew me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet that is in Israel, telleth the king of Israel, the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Here is the hand of God upon the man of God and the children of Israel that uh, are being warred against. And every time that they would get into some kind of uh, trouble and the, the Syrian host would set up a new trap, then the Lord would speak to Elisha and tell Elisha where they were at and where they were located. He would tell the king, and then the king would know not to go into that place. It happened so many times until finally the king of uh, the Syrians said, there's got to be somebody that is in this board meeting. There's somebody in, inside our uh, group that is going off telling what we're doing because there's no way on earth that they could be finding out any other way and there's no way that we could be missing having all these misfires like we're having if somebody wasn't letting uh, Israel know what is happening. And then there was one servant in the bunch that knew about the God of Israel and the prophet of Elisha and he said, I just want to tell you something, uh, O king, that the things that you're saying in your bedchamber and everything that's being told in the boardroom, uh, he's, God's telling him and he's telling it to the king. And they know exactly your strategy. They know exactly how you're moving. They know exactly what you're going to do. So that is the reason that you are not winning this battle. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you today, we are absolutely in a battle. When you draw that line and say, I'm going to serve the Lord, 
the devil begins the plot for your destruction and how he can derail you and how he can stop you in this journey. There's no question about that. When you make up in your mind you want to do what's right, the Satan goes into the, uh, to the boardroom and he starts mapping out a, a blueprint uh, to bring you down and to just cause your destruction. Man, he is after every precious soul that says, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to make a turnaround in my life. I'm going to make a change in my life. Satan begins this uh, way of saying, no, I'm going to have you as a testimony for my kingdom, that you fell flat on your face, that you were destroyed. But I'm glad to tell you today, by the help of the Lord, God can expose Satan and what he's saying and what he's doing in his boardroom. God can bring it to light and that we would know exactly where he's going to be. Amen. We would have him in our crosshairs. Amen. We would know exactly what he was going to do. Come on, let's pray right now together and lift up your voices, everybody. All over the house, back in the mezzanine, help me today. <clears throat> Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. Feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God you're not looking at a bunch of losers, but you're looking at a bunch of winners. By the grace of God, we shall overcome. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. And it, besides that, it is God's way to show us how to lean on him, how to trust in him, because you can't may, ever make it successfully on this journey except you have the Lord to lean on and to trust in. So it's God's way of dealing with us and helping us and bonding us. Everybody say bonding it's God's way of bonding us to him because there's no other way that you're going to survive except you bond to God. Amen. And when you bond to God, then God leads and God will guide you and God will help you and God will give you strength. It's God's will for every one of us to be victorious in him today. God is not a failure, and if he's not a failure, his people are not a failure. Hallelujah. You believe it today? It is God's will, hallelujah, to lead us and to guide us and to help us and to not get caught in Satan's trap. Hallelujah. That we would not be caught by the devil. I think, I think of it was Eve that was, was caught in this trap. The Bible said the serpent was more subtle Amen. He's a subtle enemy today than any of the beast of the field. And then he comes to her and asks her the question, uh, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the servant, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. That's really not going to happen to you. Amen. You can eat of it and you will not surely die. You know what happened to Eve? She got caught in Satan's realm. 
she got caught in Satan's boardroom attack and plot that he had for her. When he got her questioning God and what God had said, then uh, the next thing you find, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. Here is the enemy of every precious soul that's in this building. Every, every, every mind that is listening to me today, every heart here right now, you had intentions, I am going to be saved. I'm going to end this journey with victory. Amen. I'm not going to that other place by the help of God. I'm not going to that other place. Say it with me right now. But there's a devil that it's already determined where he's going. And all of his imps are going, and he's saying today, I am going to take you with me, and I'm going to take you down with me. See, I believe with all of my heart the reason Satan uses the tool of drugs so much, and alcohol as well, is because he's numbing the brain of people. He's twisting their mind. He's burning their brain. And I'm going to tell you, your connection to God is not through your eyes. It's not through your nose. It's not through your lungs. It's not through your hands. Your connection to God is right through this mind. And if he can twist your mind with enough drugs and mess it up long enough with enough drugs, then you can't find your direction out of this sea of sin and world and find your way to God. But oh, I thank God today there is a remedy, there is a victory, there is a help, there is a deliverance. Come on, everybody yield to the Holy Ghost with me today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know what? Why don't you just make up your mind today? Hey, I may not do anything else very well in life. I may struggle with everything else. I may struggle making a living. I may struggle with everything in this world. But there's one thing I'm determined I'm going to be a success in. I'm going to make heaven my home. I will come out victorious. I will come out with victory. I may not know how to raise my children. I may not know how to take care of my grandchildren. I may not know how to take care of my finances. But by God's help and grace, I'm going to stay in his house. I'm going to stay at his table. I'm going to drink from his fountain. I'm going to live victorious by the help of God. Oh, yes, take somebody with a hand right now and lift it up toward the Lord and believe him together in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, lift up your voices in the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Elamakataya. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what's going to help us make it? I'll tell you what's going to help us make it. You that are holding hands right now, that's what's going to help us make it. Is somebody by our side saying, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Not I can do it, but we can do it. Tell somebody right now, we can do it.
Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let the Holy Ghost move through you today. Come on, let the Holy Ghost. Look how far we've already come, Mr. Devil. Look how far we've already come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come here, Brother Cal. Come here, Brother Cal. Come here. I'm going through. I'm going through. You know what? The rest of this world decides to do. I've made up my mind. I ain't gonna turn around, no. Walking with my Jesus, I'm gonna go through. Oh, I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care what the rest of this world decides to do. I've made up my mind. I ain't gonna turn around, no. Walking with my Jesus and I'm gonna go through. Oh, I'm going through. Come on, sing it, everybody. What the rest of the world decides to do. Made up my mind. I'm not turning around. What are you gonna turn around to? Hallelujah, give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah, you can be seated. The Apostle Paul said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, we are not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant of the way he works in his boardroom. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you have, shall have tribulation. In the world, everybody say, in this world, I'm going to have trials. Amen. But be of good cheer. Don't be sad and long face. Be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. John, the little John, 1 John 4 and 4 said, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Sin's big, alcohol's big, drugs are big, but there's something greater. Come on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. And what we're here today to do is that, that is to expose Satan's big plan of destruction and the fall for us. He's got a number of ways of working. One of his key ways of working is, of course, through man through people. I see new converts in the house of the Lord today and thank God that that's been the story 
for on and on and on and on. And we give God the glory for it of people receiving the wonderful spirit of the Lord in their life. But I want to just tell you that when you receive this wonderful gift from God, the baptism of his spirit, the enemy begins to work. Because listen to the words of Jesus. These are the words of Jesus. He said, think not. Everybody say, think not. He said, this is not the way you're supposed to think, that I am come to send peace on the earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Of course, the sword is the word of God. This divides. This brings trouble when you believe the truth and you believe the Bible. It's going to cause problems. He said, I, I have come to set a man at variance against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Listen to this verse now. He said, a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Right in your own household, Satan is using a plot to try to discourage you and try to hinder you from living for the Lord. He, that, he went on to say, he that loveth father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me, he said he is not worthy of me. Amen. Now that's that circle, that's that family. That's friends. You come receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're excited about a new life in Christ. It's as the Apostle Paul said, the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And when you find something new and you find something wonderful, guess what all of us want to do? We want to tell our best friend. We want to, and our best friends and the people we love so much, of course, are those of our own household. And we start telling them about the goodness of God and how wonderful it is to be able to come to the house of the Lord and without bondage and without strings attached, lift up your hands and your voices and praise and glorify God. See what we do here, you should not do any place else other than home or, or your, the sanctuary of your home, but it's not for McCain Mall and it's not on the job, but this is a place dedicated for the worship unto the King of kings and unto the Lord of lords. He is to be exalted. He is to be praised. I mean, if you're not going to if you're not going to lift up your voice in praise here, where will you ever lift up your voice? If you're not going to lift up your hands here, where will you ever lift up your hands? If you're not going to praise and shout his name here, where will we shout his name? But you know, the enemy of our soul would stifle us and would hinder us and try to stop us and suppress us and say, hey, hey, you're not supposed to be acting like that in church. Well, we've got all those stories. When Jesus went and drove them out of the temple and the children came in, the Bible said they came in leaping and praising and glorifying God and crying Hosanna to the king in the highest. And the high priest said, what are these people doing? Can't you hear what these children are saying? Amen. But oh, when you feel a praise in your heart, you just can't help it. Let me tell you how it's described, visitor. He said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. 
Amen. He said, I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said it would be in you as a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. He said it would be springing up like a river inside of you. Oh, thank God for the praises of God that we feel in our heart. And you get so enthused and you get so excited about what you found and you want to tell the whole world how great God is. And brother, war breaks out when you do because they're planning at home, you know what? They have tipped it over this time. Amen. You have really gone too far this time. Hallelujah. You know what? Now you think I'm just up here preaching, and I am. But the Holy Ghost has been talking to me. And I didn't just get these points out of the air, but I walked the aisles of this church and I said, God, tell me what they've been saying in the boardroom, Satan's boardroom. Because I'm going to get up on Sunday morning and I'm going to expose the devil for what he is and it will strengthen the saints. And I looked as I was preaching and making these statements and comments to new converts, in fact, that just got baptized last Sunday night, and they were smiling at one another and kind of poking one another. And yeah, that's what's been going on. Hey, man. You've just got to understand that it's those of your own household that will become your enemy. You've got to be a peacemaker. You've got to do, you do right. You don't get mean. You don't get ugly because they get ugly. Amen. But it brings condemnation on people when you clean up. Hey, one drunk don't like to see another drunk quit drinking. I mean, that drunk's going to give that drunk to quit drinking. He's going to get the boot. He's going to get the wrath. And he's going to get some javelins thrown at him. And he's going to say, who do you think you are? You turned into a preacher? What do you think you're doing? You got religion? You think you're better than the rest of us? We just sold out and we found something so much better. It's made us clean our homes up, kick the television out. Get Wallywood out of our life. You know, they're wallering in Wallywood. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the deliverance and the help. But it, it's going to bring the wrath of people. People are going to separate from you when, you when you clean your language up. They want people to talk like they talk. They want people to dip like they dip. They want people to walk like they walk. They want people to act like they act because they don't want to feel the condemnation of somebody that will not participate in, somebody that will not take part in, somebody that has moved up to a new level. This world can't stand somebody to get ahead of them. They want to keep you pulled down on their level, but when you say, hey, I, hallelujah, I've changed partners. I'm still dancing, but I just got a different dancing partner. I'm still drinking, but I've just changed brands. Somebody's going to get mad. 
Somebody's going to get upset. And you just got to be strong. And you got to realize those are the, some of the things you've got to deal with if you're going to have this deep, settled peace in your heart and this joy of the Holy Ghost in your soul. Hey Amen. That's just part of it. Daughters are not going to understand. Sons will not understand. Daughter-in-laws will not understand. Amen. But then he said, if you love father and mother more than me, you're not worthy of me. If you love son and daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. If you're not willing to take up your cross and follow me, he said, you're still not worthy of me. Give me my cross, Lord. I'm ready. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, the devil doesn't care how he gets us out of church. The devil doesn't care how he destroys us. It, it's just his goal to set a plan and make strategy and a plot of where he can trap us and where he can get us. He'll let you get to the church. He'll let you get inside the house of God. And when you get to church, He'll start working on you when you get in, in the building. Think about it. I mean, you're already at church. You're already at church. But I want to tell you, any time you study it through the Bible, this thought will bear out all the way through the Bible. It'll prove this way. That any time anybody started out to serve the Lord and to live for God and want to be consecrated and dedicated to God, others persecuted them. It was, it was Esau and, and Jacob. It was Isaac and uh, his brother. They, it just Joseph, he got these dreams. He had this touch of God on his life. He just loved God. He just wanted to go to church. His brothers couldn't stand him. They couldn't stand him telling those dreams and feeling all he was feeling. He could not help it. It was just his love and his relationship to God. You see it in the life, certainly in the life of David. David was a man, the Bible said, after God's own heart. He just, he just wanted to serve God and live for God. An innocent little boy being used of God with a little slingshot and destroys the, the giants and wins some battles. And here comes carnality, Saul, that says, I can't stand this guy. He's getting ahead of me. I cannot stand what's happening in his life. And he just set his, his face to destroy him. He begins to chase his, him for his very life. One of the battles was he came at him and he, he heard he was in, in a certain part of the country. He, he got 3,000 chosen men, mighty men, strong men. I mean, it was, it was the Marine of the bunch. It was the SEALs of the Navy that it came around Saul and said, we're going to track this man down and we're, we're going to destroy him. We're going to kill him. And of course the hand of God was upon David and it was, it was the making of David and God allows those things to come. That's what this, every child of God in this house needs to hear ringing your ears loud and clear today. Your trials are not meant to destroy you. They're meant to make you strong. Your faith stronger than it's ever been in God. And Saul cannot do nothing with you. That unsaved husband or whoever it is, he cannot do nothing with you. If you keep walking with God and you 
find out what they're doing in the back boardroom. I mean, God will help you and God will strengthen you. And as he was running for, it, for his life, David finds out that Saul is in a certain cave. He asks some of these mighty men, who will go with me? Abishai said, I'll go with you, David. The two of them went inside that cave and old Saul was all stretched out, throwed back, laying back, sound asleep. Abner, that was, should have been watching him, should have been on guard for anybody that would have come up on the king. He was snoring louder and no Saul was snoring. They were all passed out. Abishai said to David, he said, David, God has given you this hour. Let me smite him with a sword. And he said, I won't even have to smite him twice. You just let me get one lick and I promise you I will slay him. And David said, how could you touch God's anointed and be guiltless? There's no way on earth that you can do this. He said, I'll tell you what you do. You take, take his cruise of water and take his sword. And the Bible said they left. And the next morning, standing across from the mountaintop, Saul standing on one side and David standing on the other, they cried across that mountaintop. David severely rebuked Abner and said, you're worthy to be put to death. What kind of guard are you standing to uh, keep the life of the king safe? You're worthy to die, Abner, for what you have done because you had fallen asleep. Then he held up that cruise of water and that sword and he, and he knew then that David had been in reach of his very life. And David now, a broken, broken man, he says, now, therefore I pray thee to Saul. David saying this, let my Lord the king hear the words of his servant. If the Lord have stirred thee up against me, let him accept an offering. If God's doing this to me, that you're chasing me and I'm living like this, then Let's pray and may God accept an offering. He said, but if they be the children of men, curse it be they before the Lord. Listen to these words. For they have driven me out this day from abiding in the inheritance of the Lord, saying, go serve other gods. Go serve other gods. Let me tell you, Saul's not dead today. Everybody say Saul's not dead. Everybody say Saul's still chasing David. He's still chasing David. And when that rotten attitude gets in a church that looks at one another and looks at a brother or looks at a sister, somebody said this happened, that happened, I understand all that, but I want to tell you it doesn't give you any right to have such a spirit that says, I wish they'd get out of here I wish they had never come back here. I wish they'd go serve other gods. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. You need to pray through. Do you get the victory? Brother Holmes, you don't know what they've done. 
Well, they nailed Jesus to the cross and he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Come on, let's get the victory. Come on, let's get the victory. The enemy of your soul, you get to church. You get here on Sunday morning, you fight your way through all the, my goodness, all the toys that God's given you. Boats and four-wheelers and, and houses and second houses and, and, and means and money and credit cards and could take trips and catch planes and you fight your way through all that. Then when you get here, the devil's still after your soul. The devil's still trying to stop you right in the house of God. Amen. In the presence of God. Hallelujah. When you get to finally get to God's good house, amen, he wants to make everybody uh, feel like, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't fit here. I do not fit in this church. I don't even feel welcome in this church. And then about that time, somebody will look at you kind of cross-eyed and somebody will say something and you'll hear, hear that somebody has said something and it won't even be true a lot of times. But the devil's in the back room and he's got his demons around him and they're plotting and they're making strategy. How can I get him tripped up? How can I get her out? And how can I deceive her? When the, when the people of God and you feel like, man, my own brothers and sisters have done me wrong and, and, and the church and it's all the bottom line of Satan is he's just trying to get you go out and serve other gods and give up your inheritance and the heritage God has given you. Just give it up and just get on out there in that old world. You don't even feel comfortable at church. Well, why would you not feel comfortable at church? You know, I've watched people walk in this church for the first time, and I'm telling you, when they sit down, they just, man, they just put their feet under the table, and you could tell. They just felt like, man, I, I'm talking, I am at home. If I have ever been at home in my life, I have found me a home. <laughs> kind of like whiteheads here. Amen. Just, just. Man, it just comes together the moment they walk in. Then I watch people, they're here 25, 30 years, born in this church all their life, and they're still struggling with that battle. The devil's still making plans and plotting things in the back room to try to mess them up. And I just don't feel, I don't know whether I should go. I don't, I'm not comfortable. I, I'm, I'm, well, hallelujah. It just don't, I don't fit. I, I'm not, that's not my family. That's not where... I, well, I want to tell you, if he just keeps on pushing you around and pushing you around. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm telling you what the Lord laid on my heart to preach to you today, that the devil's working in the back room trying to lay a plot and a trap for your soul. When you feel like I have no friends in church, I have nobody to associate with, hey amen, they're just... They're all wanting to get alone, maybe. Or they're all wanting this. Come on. Amen. Are they, it doesn't matter how the devil traps you. He just wants to trap your soul. But I'm going through. Hallelujah. I'm going through. I've already made up my mind. 
I'm not going to turn around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got my mind made up. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lift up your hands and let's love him right now together. In the name of Jesus Christ, we praise you, God. We worship you, God. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. We thank you for your goodness, God. We thank you for your help, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Bless your name. Well, the devil's still a liar. The devil's still a liar. The devil's still a liar. Hallelujah. Thank God, Brother Franks, how you got that Holy Ghost renewing this past Wednesday night. Stand up, brother, and praise him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for the miracle working power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody help him praise him. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, reach out and join with somebody right now. We're going to pray together. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord, I thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless your name, bless your name, bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Satan, another plot he has is to intimidate people. He intimidates people into not serving the Lord. You mean you, you won't do this and you won't do that? He's just trying to intimidate you. Make us look ridiculous. Make us look strange and far out because of guidelines in our life and commitments that we have made to the Word of God. See, when you set out to say, I'm going to live by the Bible and the Word of God is going to be the final authority in my life. Everybody say final authority. Everybody say the Bible. Not me. I'm not the authority in your life. It's the Bible that's the authority. You see that book up there? It's the book. It's because it's in the book is the reason we do what we do and don't do what we don't do. It has nothing to do with Brother Holmes. It has nothing to do with the First Pentecost Church. It has everything to do with what's in that black book right there. It has nothing to do with whether some wacko likes it or not. And everybody's got them a slunch looking girls with a cap like trying to be a Britney Spears. It has nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with what's in that book. 
Amen. We pattern our life after the book. Amen. And the devil seeks to intimidate people, the church, because the world gets wackier and wackier and farther and farther every day. They get farther and farther out there and, and farther away from the Word of God every day. Their, their, their life, their morals are just way off from what says in this book. Amen. Their, their way of living, their way of thinking, their way of walking, their way of dressing, the way of tr treating their neighbor, their way of serving God just keeps getting farther and farther off. And whenever you want to do the right thing, the devil tries to intimidate you. An example of this was given in the life of Naboth. Ahab the king came to Naboth and he said to him, he said, give me thy vineyard that I may have it for a garden of herbs because it is near unto my house. Listen to what Ahab said. He said, I will give thee a better vineyard than it and if it seems good to thee, I will give thee the worth of of it in money. Now, you know that you're never supposed to tell the king no. Have you met people that it appeared they were making a simple request of you, but underneath you knew that if you said no, they wasn't really making a request, they were making a demand on you. Because if you said no, you knew all trouble was going to break out. Right? You ever been in those situations? You ever been in a situation where that you knew that if you took a stand or you done what's right, brother, ooh, it made as if they were just making a simple request. Would you do this and this and this and this for me? But the truth of the matter you're never supposed to tell a king no. And it's intimidating to have a king to ask you or tell you something or ask of you and then you deny his request with a no. But Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my father unto thee. He said, there's no way that I can do this. And the Bible said Ahab came to the house heavy displeased because of the words of Naboth. And then he gets on his bed and wallers around and cries about it. And he won't eat any bread until his wife Jezebel comes in there and Jezebel tries to console him and says, you're the king. Why would the king be acting like this? But this Naboth, he said, no. And you're never supposed to say no to the king. And that's where the world wants, wants to trap the church in. He wants to fence the church in where the church, you're never supposed to say no to this world. You're never supposed to take a stand. You're never supposed to do the right thing. You're never. You just don't do that to the king. Hallelujah. 
But when you're committed to another king and you're committed to the Bible, you just tell the king no. And there's not very many Pentecostals big enough to look the king in the eye and say, no. No, I won't go. No, I won't do it. I'm going to do what the Bible said. Call me wacko. Make me feel strange or far out there if you want to, but I'm still, I've got this conviction. I'm going to live by my convictions. I'm going to hold on to my convictions. I'm going to do what's right. Ahab, just cause you're backslid, I'm not backslid. Everybody stand together. A church that will not be intimidated by this world. Y'all just don't fit in, y'all, you, you know, almost with condescending and mockery. They rail on things that we know that's not good. Hollywood is not good. It's corrupting society is what Hollywood's doing. It's all about greed and money and making millions. They don't care about the morals of your children. They don't care about witchcraft, how much they get in your children. They don't care how much they teach your children that homosexuality is all right and abortion is all right. And on and on the list goes that it's all right with Give us the backbone, Lord, to look this world eyeball to eyeball. And I, I, you know what? I'm really preaching about some world that I'm, I'm more sheltered, and I'm just being honest. You know, who I deal with is you wonderful people, new people, winning them to God. You men and ladies, you're the ones out there on the front line and getting the attacks of the devil. She kind of looks strange. Amen. She kind of looks different. Amen. Making slurring remarks. And all they're trying to do is intimidate you. When God has helped us, and God has put us where we're at. Our blessings did not come from this world. It did not come from Egypt. Brother John Corbett, you was right the other night. Our blessings didn't come from the gods of this world. Our blessings has come from God. Why would we turn our back on God now? Why would we let this stupid, sick world that's, they've got more problems. They're the ones that's got the problems. They got more problems than they know what to do with. Yet they would look at us trying to intimidate us. You poor, weak-minded, you just can't handle. You won't bow down at our gods. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
you're not going to intimidate us. We're going to stand in the presence of the king and say, no, I won't do that. Nebuchadnezzar called in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and said, do not ye serve my gods nor worship the golden image that I've set up. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a second time. We're going to play the music and we're going to give you another chance. And the Bible said, Shadrach, Meshach answered and said unto the king, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. He will deliver us out of thy hands, O king. But if not, be it known unto you, Mr. King, we will not serve thy gods. Nor worship the golden image which I have set up. You're not going to intimidate us. You're not going to mock us and make us change. Well, there they go, this or that, or whatever they got to say. Just say on, brother. Say on, king. But you're not going to intimidate me. Sisters, sisters, you're out there in that workforce. Jobs. And the devil will do his best to intimidate you to look like them, to act like them, to drink like they drink, to walk like they walk, to talk like they talk. And you just can't let the devil intimidate you. You've got to look him eyeball to eyeball and say, get behind me, Satan. And they say, you're not coming to the party? No, I'm not coming to the party. And then you know what we are to strive to do? Now listen to this. Don't miss this point. Everybody say, don't miss this point. We are to strive to outdo them by 10 times. Uh-oh, I felt you sit down on me then. Every time they sail one, we are to sail 10. It does not excuse us to be slowful and lazy and not focused. We are to be more focused. And we've got the God of heaven helping us. And we just need the strength to say, no, king, I won't come. No, king, I won't say it. No, king, I won't bow down. No, king, I will not worship other gods. I'm going to worship the God of Israel. I'm going to worship the God of God, the Lord of lords. I'm going to serve the Lord. In the name of Jesus, bless Brother Tommy today, Lord. Somebody else get loose. Amen. Somebody else praise him. Oh, if it feels... Oh. You know what? The devil will even intimidate us when we get in our own church. Hey, hey, our own church that we pull money out of our own pocket. We pull money out of our own billfold and paid for. We come to our own church to worship God if we're not careful because somebody may not understand 
we feel like, hey, I can't worship the Lord. Hey, we got a right to praise him. Hey, we paid to do this. Well, they won't understand. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. Listen to me. Hey man, Brother Baldwin, he's not here today, but you know the miracle that God did in Brother Baldwin's life. Amen. A nominal preacher and God got a hold of his heart. And he said, Brother Holmes, I wanna go out and, and help reach these people and, and bridge the gap. I said, that's good, brother, that's a good vision. But let me tell you one thing, Brother Baldwin, and don't you ever forget it. The only reason you saw truth is that you was seeking truth. And when people are not seeking truth, brother, you can plaster it across their eyeballs and they will never see truth. It just confuses them. They cannot understand holiness. They cannot understand separation. But when they get hungry, when they get hungry, when the world has let them down, when religion has failed them, when everything's been knocked out from under them, and they need a real God and a real church and a real place to come. I just hope First Pentecostal Church is what this youth choir was singing today. I hope they'll still be standing looking the king in the eyeballs and when he says will you give me like somebody connect the Masonic Lodge you know you're going to get in trouble if you don't agree amen just bring your wrath down big boy I know a big man that can take care of you and your whole little army get mad you'll get over it someday we're not backing up, we're not turning around, we're not changing by the help and grace of God. When backsliders come back to this church, they'll be saying, Woo, thank God, it's still like it was when we left. It's still like it was when we left. They're still loving him. They're still in love with him. They hate the gods of this world. They want to serve God. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name together right now. Hallelujah. Why don't you make your way around this front and bless his name with me right now. Oh, yes, Lord. Better get my money while I can. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm going through. I don't care what the rest of the world decides to do. I've made up my mind. I ain't gonna turn around. Walking with Jesus said I'm going through. I'm going through. I'm going through. I don't care what the rest of the world decides to do. I've made up my mind. Jesus said, I'm going through, I'm going through, I'm going through, I don't care, I don't care what the rest of the world decides to do, I've made up my mind, ain't gonna turn around, walking with me, Jesus said, I'm going through, I'm going through, I'm going through. 
Jesus said, I'm going 